up give all the glory to god told y'all i was coming with a back-to-back jack this week hey wake up and eat with z at gmail.com you know where to find it and you know what we're here for you got to save a soul save a soul for the kingdom all right you know i wasn't gonna make one today been having some uh some some health issues and uh look you know let's just talk about it so I injured my back again, and um, if any of y'all know me, you know I I I like to work out and uh, I like to take care of myself best that I can. Well, this is being taken away from me right now. Now, I'm I'm struggling with this. Okay, I'm struggling with this because I would say that I'm probably addicted to working out. It's been uh, a, a cornerstone and a centerpiece of my life for probably the past eleven years, twelve years maybe. Um, I mean, this is something that I do every day, you know, I I have an active rest day, so I'm active every day and it's something that I enjoy. It's a stress, stress relief for me. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the, uh, you know, the satisfaction, the endorphins, whatever. Um, but I've been hurt for the better part of six months since October of 2021. And I'm trying to figure this out. Um, but I think I'm using my worldly insight and I'm getting frustrated instead of uh, turning to God in the, at this point. And, uh, you know, this is just something I got to talk about. So, yeah, I've been hurt for the better part of six months. October, I hurt my back. And then I, uh, you know, I talked about, I thought I had an ulcer. It was actually a pulled abdomen muscle. Um, that is some painful stuff. Um, I would say that that ranks second in the uh, pain that I've felt when I've hurt my back before. Um uh, after that, you know, I jacked up my back again in December, uh, heard it most recently, probably, uh, beginning of March, late February. And then again, most recently, uh, my sciatic has started acting up and, uh, doc Schwartz said that I got a bulging disc right now. So he's saying four to six weeks physical therapy. Uh, first thing I asked is, can I work out? Can I lift? He said, no, no heavy lifting. So I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. Now, here's the thing. I said a prayer at the beginning of the year, and I asked the Lord to remove anything that was taking the place of him, okay? And I'm struggling with this right now, okay? I'm struggling with this big time because I don't feel like this takes the place of him, but maybe it does. Maybe it's become such an addiction that it is taking the place, it, it is taking up time that I should be spending with the Lord. And I think that that's, uh, and you know, even before I, I got to the point of actually hurting myself, getting hurt most recently over the past couple of days, I started to scale back on the level of activity that I was doing in, in as much time as I was spending doing it. Um, so I'm struggling with this. You know, you start to ask yourself why. Why take something away that I clearly enjoy and clearly love? Why, why go through the pain, you know? Why am I going through this pain right now? Why is uh, something that I love being removed from my life in a moment and I'm unable to fix it the way that I want to or make it better the way that I want to? You know, how do you struggle? How am I, how am I dealing with this struggle? How am I dealing with essentially 
breaking an addiction that I've had for 12 years, you know, and not only physically, but mentally. I mean, this is going to be a huge part of my mental game to not be able to work out the way that I want to. Now, Doc said that I could still walk on a treadmill. I'm good with that. I'll be doing two miles a day. You know, hopefully I'll be able to start doing some body weight work and, uh, you know, still still do my heavy bag work. Um, but see, here's the thing. If you notice the way that I'm talking, and even I notice this, I'm already thinking about ways how I can work out again. And I'm not even really dealing with the fact that I shouldn't be working out. And uh, it's tough, okay? So, I, you know, this is something that I'm going to struggle with. And, uh, you know, truth be told, kind of kind of think I need to get back into uh, the book of Job and read that because, uh, man, Job had everything taken away from him. He, he experienced, you know, death in his family, property losses. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, the devil and, uh, God had a conversation one day and I think, uh, devil said something along the lines of, you know, let's see how, let's see how your faithful servant and see how, uh, Job worship worships you when we, when we start messing with him and we see when we start taking things away from you, see if he's still faithful. God said, you could do whatever you want to, to him. You just can't kill him. And maybe that's what I'm going through right now. Maybe you've been going through something like that. You know, I know we've talked about this before where you think about, you go through things and you say, man, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? And I, and I know that in my past that instead of answering it, I've just asked the question over and over. I've never truly tried to seek out the answer. Now, that's probably because I didn't have the biblical insight or the... um you know, I was, I was lost. So I wasn't thinking biblically. I wasn't thinking that this was part of God's plan. I was just thinking, you know, the, uh, uh, smarmy kind of, kind of way of, uh, of this part of God's plan. Well, you know, why is he hurting me? You know, why is he taking something away that I I like doing? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, I found myself falling somewhat, almost, you know, I was approaching that door, knocking on it. Didn't do it. But I was standing right at that door ready to, uh, start asking those questions and get that attitude. Now I was upset today. I'm not going to say that I wasn't, not going to say that uh, I wasn't kind of depressed and just like, you know, I, I even went for lunch. I was just like, you know what? I don't even care. I'm going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Because, I, you know, normally I wouldn't be eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich on a Thursday. Uh, but I was just like, oh, man, I don't care. I, I can't work out, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think that that's where we get caught up in this. And, and this is something that I'm learning right now is that, you know, just because, A, that this is happening. And I'm just going to use myself as an, as an example right now uh, because I don't know what y'all are going through. Okay. If I knew what you guys were going through, then maybe I could, uh, maybe I could help you with that. And I'm not saying call me with your problems because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no therapist nor my counselor or do I, nor do I have an inside track of becoming one, but I'm just trying to use reason, you know, uh, rational thinking right here and, you know, trying to lo- look at this from a biblical perspective, because that's the way that I have to look at it. If I, if I talk about, approaching everything from a biblical perspective, then I have to approach this from a biblical perspective and understand that this is something that I don't understand right now, but it's not the end of the world. You know, it's, it's not the end of the world. I mean, I'm a be just fine. I just have to take some time off. And, you know, it goes back to kind of what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago with, uh, with first, First Thessalonians 5, you know, 12 through 22. You know, we look at 16 again. Rejoice evermore. I should be rejoicing right now and saying, you know, thank you, God, 
for letting me get this before maybe this is a permanent disability. You know, because Doc just said it was a bulging disc. You need, uh, you know, four to six weeks of physical therapy. Um, and, and we'll see what's going on. Then we'll get the MRI. He didn't say, you know, you need back surgery. Yeah, you blew your back out. Um, and even I don't feel like I blew my back out. Truth be told, I don't feel like this is one of the worst times that I've hurt my back. I, it is some excruciating pain, but I've, I've had worse. I've had worse where I couldn't take five steps without crying. You know, there was a time about six years ago, I couldn't even put my socks on. I had to have Nicole put my socks on for me. You know, I couldn't even dry myself off getting out of the shower. I had to have, have help doing that. That's a, that's a humbling moment um, for a uh, 32-year-old man. I think I was 32 at the time, 33 at the time. Um, I was in pretty good shape and took care of himself to not be able to put my own socks on. Couldn't pull my underwear up. Um, that's a humbling moment. But, you know, I should be rejoicing right now. I should be I should be thinking, you know, thank you, Lord, for letting me find this out right now instead of letting it keep going, because I would have kept going. I mean, truth be told, I have worked out through injuries before I've pushed myself to the limit and uh, somehow I've made it out. At least I thought I did. Um, You know, and right now I should definitely pray without ceasing. That's verse 17. I need to pray about this. And I and, you know, not only about my healing, but I need to pray about getting a different perspective on it. You know, coming out of this, if I come back, and here's the thing, okay, try and stay with me here. I know that this is a test for me, and I know that this is something that I need to work through truly with biblical perspective, and and I don't need to fall away. I don't need to let my heart grow hard and cold towards the Lord, because this isn't his fault, okay? And, and that's the thing. Some of us like to blame, and I've been guilty of it. I don't know if I've actually blamed God before, but I know people who have who you know, have turned into unbelievers because they get that in their head like, well, God wouldn't let this happen to me. If there was a God, then why would this happen to me? You know, that's that's a poor way of thinking. And if I think like that, if I think that if, if I would wake up and say, well, if there was a God, I would be able to work out. Tell me how selfish that sounds and how silly that sounds. There are people out there losing their lives. Okay. There are people out there who can't walk. There are people out there who, who don't have arms, who can't see. And I'm complaining because... I'm going through a little bit of pain because I can't work out like I want to, because I can't achieve a physique that the world deems acceptable. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like when you start using that perspective, and this is therapeutic for me right now to talk about this, when you start using that perspective, then you have a different perspective. That's profound. I know, but it's like, um, you know, the old takes one to be one thing, you know, you got to find out where you're at to understand where you're at. Okay. And that's, that's, I think that this is the lesson that I'm supposed to be learning right now is that I need to come out of this healthier. And I'm just not talking about physically and how I approach things. I'm talking about mentally how I approach things. Okay. Because look, I love the Lord and I love, you know, doing this podcast. I love staying in the word. I love the, the way that the, 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 the Lord has revealed things to me over the past two and a half years. I love the fact that he has gotten me off of booze. I love the fact that he has gotten me off of listening to and watching a lot of stuff that is just not good for me to consume. I love the fact that he has helped me tame my rage. I love the fact that he has worked in me and Nicole and that our relationship is is great. It's healthier than it's probably ever been in the seven years that we've been together. Glory to God. That is all him. There's no way I would have been able to do that stuff without him. Okay, I know that. And I know that this is something that I need to work through here. And that's the thing. 
I can't come out of this thinking the same way. I can't come out of this approaching this the same way. You know, my daily routine is I wake up at 5, 5.30, I stay in the word for an hour or 45 minutes, and then I go down and work out, okay? Work out, get my day started with work. After work, I work out. So what I'm starting to see is that I'm giving more time to working out <laughs> than I'm giving to God, okay? Because even though I listen to sermons, I listen to Christian uh, worship music during my, the time that I work out, it's not giving God my full attention. And I've been hearing that. You know, I've, I've been hearing that and I've been feeling that the past few weeks that, you know, you're making, you're making concessions here, Z. You know, you, ain't, you only spent 20 minutes in the Word today, but you think because you're going to be listening to a sermon when you're working out, or Christian, Christian worship music when you're working out, that that's okay. That that's going to, you're going to be able to, you gonna be able to multitask. And that's not how it works. I got to give God my full attention. So I think that this might be a way of him saying, you know, step back. Step back. You got to, uh, we gonna remo- well, I'm going to remo- remove you from this situation for a second. And we're going to see how you respond. And when you start seeking me, everything's going to be okay. What is that? Matthew 6, 33. Seek first my kingdom. Am I right on that? I got the word in front of me. Flipping through today. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I mean, we've talked about it before. God wants the first fruits. You got to seek him first. So maybe my maybe my Bible worship was uh, maybe my Bible worship was slacking. Maybe the attention that I was maybe the time that I was spending with with God wasn't as um, um, what's the word I'm looking for genuine as maybe it should have been. Maybe I was rushing through the Word, not taking as many notes, not waiting to hear the Spirit talk to me because I was too worried about uh, you know getting strong. True story. I'm not I'm not gonna say that I. I don't fail at things because I do because I do. So, you know, even in this, just like 18 says, that's first, first Thessalonians five eighteen, and everything gives thanks for this is the will of God and Jesus Christ concerning you. And this is God's will. And that's something that I know that I struggle with. I know I struggle with understanding God's will and understanding why things happen. But I do believe that if I seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, all these things will be given unto me. I do believe that. And I think that that's the message that I've been getting lately is, uh, and I'm just actually working this out now as I'm, as I'm talking, but you know, when you ask, you, you have to come to him and ask with the right intentions. You don't want to spoil, you know, you, if it's like, you know, you, you go and you say a prayer and you say, Lord, please bless my finances. well, what are you going to do with the finances? Are you going to use them the right way or are you going to use them on worldly things? I think that's in James. I think that's in James because uh, I just read it. Yeah, that's in, that's in James 4. Uh, James 4, 2. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Verse 3. Ye ask and receive not. Because ye ask amiss, that you may consume it among your lusts. So basically, that you asking for something, you asking for for an extra G bar 
in your bank account, but you're not going to, you're not going to tithe and you're not going to pay off your debt. You're going to go out and buy the new Flyest J's or you're going to spend it on a new suit. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to use it responsibly. So you're using it upon your lusts. And that's the thing. You know, why am I asking for healing right now? I'm asking for healing. I was thinking, you know, so that I could get better and work out, but that's not what I got to ask for, man. You know, it, we have to glorify God in all that we do. We have to. And if I'm not glorifying God, then I need to figure out how to do it. And I need to figure out that, look, I need to spend more time in the word because that is where, that is where, I mean, look, I've talked about this before. I'm trying to build up a body that's eventually going to break and die. (laughs) You know what I mean? My spirit, my spirit's only going to die if I let it. And that's the eternal death in hell. You know, you can get eternal life or you can get eternal death. That's up to y'all. And that's up to me. So when you go through these things, when you go through these these various trials, these various tribulations, because we will go through them, okay? It says that in the word too. That's in James. It's, it's a it's the first it's the first first chapter in James. James, we're just gonna start, we're gonna go one through eight. James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad greeting. Verse two My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. That means various various trials. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given them. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith, Nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So just break that down for a second. You know, let's just let's just talk about being double-minded. What do y'all think that means? I mean, just think about it. If you're double-minded, it means you're trying to serve the Lord and you're trying to serve uh you trying to serve the world too. That's being double-minded in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure that's what it means in the Bible. It's like if you're double-minded, you're going one way with the Lord, but you're going to in the opposite direction with the uh with the world. You're still trying to serve two masters. And y'all and y'all know what it says about serving two masters. Matthew 6:24, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will told he or else he will hold to to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. So basically, you know, being double-minded, you don't want to do that. You want to figure out who you're serving, okay? So when you ask with faith, that means you're putting all your faith in Christ. That means, boom, yes, that's what I'm going with. I'm wrong with you, not wrong with the world. My homeboy Max just rolled up. He is looking like he's about to start talking to me. That's my dog. Not like my friend dog, but like my dog dog. That's my man. I rescued him. I rescued him from a shelter. Me and Boo Boo did almost uh, three years ago. Be coming up on three years. Um but yeah, we can't be double-minded. And, and and about the book of James, I wanted to cover a little bit more about this, but I might have to wrap this up because my time for the month is about to come up. And I want to make sure I got enough to hit one more off at the end of this month. But um, look, the book of James, if y'all want to really understand, in my opinion, just a, just a, a basic short reading on how to live like a Christian I think James is like is like the Reader's Digest version of how to live like a Christian. 
Um, that's my opinion. I think that there was a lot of wisdom in the book of James. Um, it's only five chapters. So, you know, it should, it shouldn't take you that long to read, but I am telling you, um, it, it talks about faith, um, a, a lot. It tells you how to live by faith and the purpose of, of various tests. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it is, it is truly a, a very good book on how to, um, live by faith and how to, you know, use your faith. It, it, it's, it's, um, it's great. So I would recommend jumping into the book of James. If y'all got half an hour, you know, even if you read it, even if you read this entire book every day for a week or a month, I think it's good. I think it's going to help because it's, it's helped me a lot. And it it kind of, and I did get some, I did get some, some words from, uh, from James that I was going to cover tonight. Uh, I covered a little bit, but you know, things, things pop up. And uh, Uncle Z got to share them with y'all. All right. Well, look, um, back to back, Jack. This is in. Thanks for tuning in again. I truly appreciate it. I'm going to keep y'all in my prayers. Y'all keep me in my, keep me in your prayers. And look, we're going to do it again next week. Uh, but look, y'all, I'll talk to you.